When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Madano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Chris, you must acknowledge your captain here. You must acknowledge. I'm not even going to say anything. You have to acknowledge him first. Acknowledge him. I was going to. We're off the bat. Biggest winner, Jamie Ben. Fantastic. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that man. <laughs> Welcome to Sarcastic Remarks, you guys. Uh, my name is Ryan, and alongside James and Chris, we are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor of this episode and all of THPN. Stars with a gutsy win tonight. Uh, this is this is the best game of the season, and in terms of entertainment, in, in my opinion, both teams. Oh my gosh. Did, did I, well, I mean, I said it, but y'all agreed with me. Did I not say we should be scared of Nash of Minnesota, not Nashville of Minnesota. I thought they had a really good game and yes, flurry was absolutely excellent against us, but they had their chances too. For sure. I think overall though, the stars dominated this game. I mean, the Wild definitely had their chances. The only reason the game was close and the Wild, the Wild's chances would have tied the game is because Flurry was amazing. In the first period and the second period, he was unbeatable. I, I mean, the, the, we scored three goals on him. All of them were deflections. We didn't get a shot past him. <laughs> That's very true. And that was really the only thing I could think of going into the third period was like, I mean, I don't know what to expect is if you're the Dallas Stars, how are you going to get a shot past him? And the only thing I looked at was, okay, what was the one goal we scored? A deflection. What were two of the other goals that we scored tonight? Deflections. And before we go any further, we have to also acknowledge Marc-Andre Fleury. He, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will immediately go into the Hall of Fame. He's one of the greatest goaltenders that has ever played. And he i mean he's still doing it i think he's 37 38 and he's still doing it and he always shows up against the stars every single game he does. he does and he did it again tonight he was fantastic he kept 
Minnesota in the game as long as possible. Yeah, even even with us scoring three goals on him, he still posts a nine twenty nine at the end of the night. See, that's crazy. Ridiculous. And, and the thing was is that you can't blame him for any of the goals either. I mean, I mean, what is he supposed to do? It, it, it's just the three deflections. That's all it was. Three deflections by all three players for the Dallas Stars, and that was the difference in the game. That's what changed the game in in its entirety. Otherwise, this game is still one one, right? Yeah, or it, maybe even one nothing if we don't score the deflections. And the stars were just great all night. Like we should have scored way more goals, more than just deflections. But he saved everything else. The stars were just all over Minnesota tonight. It was a great game. They showed up for the full sixty minutes, full of intensity. I mean, that was that was a great playoff game. And I mean, stars showed up. They showed up in a big game, and they showed up in a big way. And I love I love what you said there, Chris. Is playoff. It was definitely a playoff game tonight, 100%. And the fact that we were able to pull out the win like that in scary situations and anxiety-filled situations, that makes me even more excited for the end of the season. Let's just get to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> Let's just get to the there playoffs and see how we do. And what's different about this team compared to the team that we saw when Lindy Ruff was at the helm of this team is we're doing it different ways. And we've talked about it throughout the season. At the beginning of the season, it was all run and gun, and Ottinger was standing on his head. We were winning 4-1, 5-1, 5-2, 6-2, you know, all these games. And now I think the oh, – I forgot the stat line. Long story short, the Stars have been showing up in one-goal games recently, and I think they've won, lost one in their last eight or something like that, like in regulation, and that's it. So they're – it, they've completely flipped the table when we talked about early on in the season, like, you know, okay, they're doing really good, but in these one goal games, they're still losing. They've changed that narrative completely. Yeah. And if you and, look and, at back at that one loss, that loss was against the Penguins in the final seconds of the game. <laughs> yeah. And road warriors recently too. I mean, the last road trip and then this one today against some pretty good teams, they were fantastic. And they have continued to be fantastic. And that's something that they struggled with the entire time under the bone system is not being able to score goals, especially because our first line gets shut down. Well, guess what? The first line got shut down today and it didn't matter. We still scored four goals. It was, that's amazing. That is, that is what cup contender teams do. That's a great game by the stars. I want to get into the uh, second unit for the power play tonight as well. How fantastic have they been over the course of the past couple of games? I mean, Wyatt Johnson is doing much of the goal scoring, but I mean, give give credit to Suter, give credit to to Lundqvist, give credit to Sagan. Foxa and Sagan as well. Yeah, I mean, give credit to all of those guys who have been on that second unit. The, again, there's something else that we've been talking about for a while now is that the only unit that was scoring on the power play was that first. Basically, the first line plus Ben and Miro. And the, again, over the course of the last couple of weeks, that's changed. And look where we are. We're, I mean, yeah. we're, we're winning big, important games. And, and that's getting better when things are still going good, too. I mean, we were doing fine when the first line was just scoring all the power play goals, but the guys on the second line weren't satisfied. They wanted to score goals, too. And they worked on it, and here they are. They're, it's fantastic. They're doing great. So let's just get straight into the first period here, you guys. So straight into the first period, Dallas is pretty much dominating throughout the whole first period. Uh, again, it, it's another instance where you kind of wish they had scored more and they didn't get enough out of it. But just some highlights out of the first period. 
There is a couple of good D-zone plays by Delandria and by Lundquist in the first four minutes, so good D-plays by both of them. And then I wanted to talk about this because I've never seen this in my life. There were three minor penalties handed out for high-sticking within the same play. I've never <laughs> seen that in my life yeah, before. that was hilarious. So it, Marchment is the one that gets bloodied up, so he actually... Uh, he puts the stars up a man because they because they get the double minor. Minnesota goes takes the double minor. Marchman just takes a single, and uh, during that power play, Sagan would score uh, like we said on a deflection from a D man point shot, and that second unit for the Dallas Stars we mentioned they've scored in the last three of four games, so they're starting to get some starting to get some heads rolling when it comes to the power play goal scoring. For sure, yeah, and just having two two units that are super capable of scoring goals, I mean, it's so great to be good on both sides of special teams, and the Stars are one of the best. I mean, we talk about every single facet of their game. Almost every single part of the Stars game right now is in the top 10. It's, it's ridiculous. I talk about how great it is to have the top 10 fill in the blank, but every single part of the Stars game right now is top 10. It's crazy. Yeah, and specifically for the power play, I want to bring up Zach's comment. It's it's that we're we're winning the faceoffs. We won a ton of faceoffs tonight. That's the difference between tonight's game with us scoring two out of three and the game in Nashville where we only scored one out of six. It's especially when our weakest point on the power play is our entries, because that is still our biggest problem on the power play. I'd say we don't enter the zone very smoothly at all. But when we win the faceoff in the zone, who cares? <laughs> I mean, you don't got to enter the zone if you stay in the zone the whole time. Well, and I even told told Dad this as we were watching the game together, and I said, "Okay, watch this first zone entry after they had, after Minnesota had gotten it out." And I said, "They're going to have problems getting in," and they didn't. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Of course they don't." The, the one time I say, "Watch this," they're they're going to have a hard time getting into the zone on the power play, and they didn't. So, uh, but they they did look better tonight in that case. I still think they struggle with it a little bit, but tonight was better. So got to give him credit for that. Um, let's talk about another thing that happened in the first period. Johnston would go into the penalty box. He'd take a tripping minor. And then they showed this statistic, which is interesting. And again, another thing that we talked about early in the season that they've fixed. Dallas has only been shorthanded two times or less in the last five of seven games. We talked about how... I mean, I did a whole article for Blackout Dallas about why are the Stars taking all these penalties and no, this is not on DeBoer. This is on the players themselves. They fixed that. They have absolutely fixed that so far. Yeah, and yeah. it doesn't look like they've given up any of the intensity either, which is the important part. That's the more important part, I'd say. I mean, taking less penalties, that's great, but doing it while having the same insanely strong forecheck and still the same great offensive firepower that's that's the bigger point for sure anyways during that penalty kill for the dallas stars matthew boldy who he's he's a good player he hits the post and helter skelter from there they got the stars swimming but they're able to get it out and they kill the penalty robo gets absolutely robbed by flurry who again shout out to him was excellent tonight uh right after robo gets robbed miro has a chance on the rebound and his shot was blocked. So just crazy stuff happening right after that penalty kill. Kaprizov would miss high. 
Uh, Robo would actually turn the puck over, and then he redeems himself by getting the puck immediately back. Uh, Johnston would have a huge chance in front after Ben passes and forces the turnover. And Ben is absolutely swarming. Can he get engaged like every 10 games or something like that? Uh, Maybe that's what we need to do. (laughs) Uh, Marchment would have a chance, and that was after a point shot was blocked. So a great option for Marchment there. Uh, Connor Duar, who has been impressive in the games he's played against the Stars. I really like him as well. His shot goes wide, and and that's after a Dallas turnover. And then Kaprizov. Uh, just a, it, it's Kaprizov. I, I don't blame Otter all that much on it. He was expecting the pass. I, I think anybody would be expecting that pass. And he literally banks it off of the back of Ottinger's head, and it goes in, and it's 1-1, and I'm like, ugh, like... For real. Like, come on now. Kaprizov is so good. He is so cool. I don't care. I don't care that he's on the wild. That was awesome. Yeah. For me, that was the only player who looked like he was doing something tonight. Yeah. Well, on the wild. At least offensively. Yeah. And then right after that, uh, John Merrill tries the same thing. Not from it as an extreme angle, but from the half wall. So, like, on the boards, on the far side down by the uh, the big red circle, by the face-off circle, and it actually hits the post and somehow stays out. And I'm like, oh, please, hockey gods, please don't let this happen. We play such a great period, and we're going to be down 2-1. to one. No. And then that's it. That's all the notes I got for the first period, though. Um, overall, what did y'all think? I thought it was a great period, except until the Wild scored, and then they buzzed for the rest of the period, pretty much. But other than that, the Stars... Mm-hmm pretty much dominated it and flurry kept him in yeah we were very very dominant and we got the first penalty and got scored off of it and then as soon as they had their power play momentum really started to shift then it wasn't all the way in their favor but it it definitely it was moving both ways after that power play for them and and i know that a lot of people are saying that the stars dominated which in a way they did but Minnesota was very scrappy, I felt like. I felt that Dallas played their absolute best game tonight, and Minnesota was was pretty decent in the way that they were playing tonight. And, and a lot of it has to do with Flurry. obviously. It starts with Flurry, But th- they had their chances. The Stars were just playing really well. Yeah, the Wild, yeah, but- for sure, they're a hard-checking team, and that's something that the Stars always kind of struggle a little bit more to deal with. But overall, scoring chance to scoring chance, the Stars were two to one on him he's they were more than two to one they were yeah it was it was crazy tonight the 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 wild this is a game that the wild should have won because of Marc-Andre Fleury and they couldn't do it so to me that's still that that's a team completely failing their goaltender for sure yeah no goal support let's take a quick segue off of the game for a second because there's people talking about it in the chat over here ardell i can't say enough about the ability of miro and Niels Niels lundquist pairing to skate pucks out of their own zone speed kills and i mean he also pointed out that lundquist had over 20 minutes of ice time tonight which that's not insignificant in and of itself i mean those guys have looked excellent and we talked about this again is like when Nil spent that first round pick, this was a right-handed shot defenseman who can move the puck, who was somewhat similar to John Klingberg, maybe not to the same ability level to get the puck out of the zone. 
And we said, maybe this guy could be the one that plays with Miro and allows Miro to play on his strong side. And that's exactly what has been happening for the past two and a half, three weeks now, ever since Nils Lundqvist has been paired with uh, Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, it was for sure one of his best games overall, not just because he got the primary assist on the Johnson goal, but just his defensive game was fantastic. What you said, him skating out of his own zone, taking it on his own, he did that multiple times tonight. Him and Miro did, because that was what the Minnesota was giving us, and they were just taking it every single time they had it and took it. It was fantastic. Yeah, he looked great tonight. He's really, he's really making that trade look more and more like a genius trade from nil. It's really starting to look good for the Stars in this case. And it, I mean, when you look at his ice time, in the past five games, the lowest ice time he had was against Montreal, and it was just shy of 17 minutes. That's a top two yeah. defenseman right there. You're not number one, but you're a top two defenseman. So, for sure. I mean, dang. Anyways, uh, going into the second period, uh, lots of awkward bounces off the partitions tonight and off of the off of the boards. I thought that was... That's it, it, the nice way of putting it. The state of hockey has a terrible hockey rink. I'm going to say that. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. I, it, and I don't know if it was just them putting it back together or they got new boards or something, but it, it really was really bad tonight. It was like there was two-inch rebar sticking out of the glass every single time there was a partition. It was ridiculous. There was not one good bounce off of the glass, and the Wild players at least knew it because they threw it along the boards. And that was only 30 seconds in into the second period, and that was about the third one that I had noticed. And I think that happened. Razor said that was like the fourth or fifth one, so I don't know. But anyways... Continuing on, Dallas was losing too many puck battles, I thought, at least in the last five minutes of the first and the beginning of the second. I, I thought they were losing too many puck battles to be get even picky, more picky. pressure. I'm being picky, but but yes, yes. Uh, Glenn Denning off the side of the net after a Minnesota turnover. And this was something that I thought kind of happened in the second period. There was a couple too many of three-on-twos for Minnesota. I don't know if y'all noticed that. But there was at no, least picky, two, picky. maybe three, that I was just like, uh, thankfully, nothing came of them, though. Picky, picky. Don't care. <laughs> Eric Sinek with a enormous chance five minutes into the period. And then this period was a lot of fun. I mean, it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And both teams were playing really well. I, I mostly only wrote the star stuff, to be honest with you. But Pavelski had a chance. Flurry with a windmill save, kind of showing off there. Ben has a shot. There's some chaos in front of Flurry. Nothing comes of it. Marchment has a really good shot, and Flurry says no. Uh, the fourth line had a really good shift, about seven and a half minutes remaining. And then I wrote at this point, after that fourth line shift, they just need more traffic in front of Flurry. And that was some foreshadowing that would happen into the third period. Dallas would go on the power play with three minutes remaining. Merrill with a cross check on Sagan. Poor Sagan. He's just his head is just getting a beating the last couple of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah not just a cross check, a cross check to the face. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and and the, okay, and this is something that I get a lot when I listen to the ticket. I I like listening to the crowds. That's the thing. That's the reason why I enjoy listening on the radio when when I can't watch the game. I enjoy listening to the crowds and how the crowds react. And the Minnesota crowd tonight made me so mad because <laughs> we yeah. on, they only called really, really bad high-sticking calls against the Wild. 
and they and they started the refs you suck chant like dude come on the refs after their player cross-checked sagan in the face very interesting real intelligent hockey fans up there in minnesota they be careful there. They'll come after you. The, the Minnesota yeah, fans they better come this. after me. That they that that the the crowd tonight by by far was my least favorite crowd of the entire season. Easily. <sighs> Both y'all doubling down. I like it. <laughs> hey, hockey fans! Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Anyways, uh, Dallas would have a good power play opportunity on that power play, but nothing would come of it. Minnesota would kill it off. There was a really good D play by Lundqvist with 17 seconds remaining in the period. And then Boldy had a chance where it hits just on the outside of the post. That's the end of the second period. Shots are 25 to 14 at this point in the game, which I thought was a little surprising. I, that was just my feeling. I felt it was, it was surprising because I thought both teams were doing okay. And I said, right now, Flurry is absolutely the difference in the game. Yeah, you're... I think your feeling is wrong, right? Because the Stars dominated that period. You said there's a lot of back and forth. I felt like it was a lot of fourth and fourth. I mean, the Stars took it to them. If you look at the uh, the expected goals stat, uh, the Stars were like a full three or four goals higher than Minnesota at this point in the game. It was, I mean, the only reason Minnesota was close in this game was Flurry. That was it. Every other facet of the game, the Stars dominated. And a lot of times when you see these big these big differences in the scoring or shots, I mean, shots, you, you normally it's a lot of shots from the point. You're just trying to throw something on that, something that works. That is not what was happening tonight. Like Mm-mm. it felt like every other shot that we were taking was a great on a the lip of the chance. crease. <laughs> yeah. Well, going into the third period, first thing they highlight before the opening face-off of the third period. Dallas is tied for first in the league when it comes to third-period goal scoring. And that would definitely continue here tonight. First line would come out with intensity, and that set the tone for the rest of the third period. And if it wasn't for that first shift by that opening line, I think the third period could have gone very differently. Uh, Zuccarello, who I really miss. I really wish we still had him. But anyways, he shoots high. Glendening would have a chance with a tip. And then 19,000 people in XL Energy Center mock cheer for the Dallas icing call because they felt like there were some missed icing calls in the second period. There was some really good uh, puck movement by Dallas, and there was a chance for Miro. And then I didn't know at that point if it was Lundqvist or Johnston that would get the goal, but it would be Johnston who gets the goal with a very light tip, itty bitty bitty, and he gets his 11th of the season. It's a power play goal, 
And it, Dallas goes up two to one. And now Johnson is tied with his 11 goals for first when it comes to rookie goal scoring. Yeah, it's not and a power play goal, but but it's not. Yes, it's off. It, no. no, it's not. But it, it's off of a oh, face off. That the stars knew they were gonna win because they won the last sixteen out of seventeen. So it, Ben Ben turns around and says, Jamie "Hey, David." <laughs> he turns around and says, "Hey, I'm going to win this face-off. Let's run a play." And they run the play, and it works. So yeah. And something that Zach said earlier in the comments, Jamie Ben has been one of the best face-off guys in the entire league. And I mean, we we have scored probably around ten goals off of face-off plays this year just because of how good of a face-off team we are. Because we have two strong guys almost on every single line, and we can switch guys off just to be on their strong side. That is such a good thing to have in a hockey team. And obviously, it pays off here tonight. Yeah, Jamie Benn is sitting sixth in the league in face-off win percentage at 60.31. As a winger. As a winger. (laughs) (laughs) This guy started as a winger, and then when the Stars went through their difficult times, he was kind of thrown into that first center iceman role he was a fifth round pick he's 32 years old 33 years old i forget and he's he's completely completely different than we've seen him at all through the past five years even ever since his art ross season and he continues to be that guy behind that first line he's not required to be that top guy anymore but he is still putting up the numbers that says this is a guy that can put the team as the Dallas Stars over that over that line as a Stanley Cup contender. And maybe I need to reevaluate whether this team is a Stanley Cup contender or not with the with the roster they have without going out and getting anybody. Right now he's playing like a top line. And for sure the stars right now just everything is clicking. I mean, the stars are aligning. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Uh but <laughs> Ottinger is playing really well again. Lundqvist has just taken a huge step forward. The second line is scoring so much. The first line is still scoring. I mean, everything is going great. The only thing you could ask more of is the Sagan line, and the Sagan scores two goals tonight. And 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 we're saying, oh, we need more from Sagan. Really? Shut up, Chris. I mean, he's doing great. (laughs) Well, the the argument I would have from that one is that Sagan pretty much only scores on a power play right now, or it's an empty netter, which still he's doing. He's he's made that second power play unit. He's made that second power play unit click. He is the one who is scoring on that unit. That is all him. I agree with that. I think Sagan is the biggest catalyst on that second unit for sure. And American Airlines screams at Chris and James. Who cares? Seriously. Anyways, Dallas goes up two to one in the third period. Big, big, big goal there. Anyways, two minutes after that, Miller would have a blast. Holy crap. I just wrote it down because it was enormous. I was like, geez, man. Wow. Okay. And then it would continue from there. Boldy would have a chance from the half boards. Walker would have a chance in front. And it was two good saves by Otter on both of those plays. Shots are 31 to 18 with seven minutes into the third period. Uh, There's a shot from the point. Otter lunges behind himself thinking it's behind him. And he was halfway right. He wasn't sure where it was. Oh, he wasn't right. He had it. (laughs) And then Dallas would take a penalty 10 seconds afterwards. Kiviranta would get called for slashing. And then right off the bat, Delandria had a shorthanded chance. He puck jacks Kaprizov, and he forces the turnover, and it almost goes around Flurry's pad, but Flurry is able to keep it out. There was a tip in front by Minnesota in front of Otter during that power play. 
There was a good D zone play by Fox on that power play as well. They would kill it off. And then Greenway hits the post. And even at that point, even though Greenway hits the post, that's when I'm thinking, okay, if they're not going to score there, then the stars are okay. That's yeah, I, I, I honestly sure. felt safe at that point. I, I know it was only two to one, but still, that's when I felt safe. Yeah. When they missed that chance, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, well, if that didn't go in, then I think we're good. <laughs> yeah. It's also just they were, they, they were, they, they had chances, but they were, they'd started to slow down a little bit, honestly. For sure. And then here's the other thing about this team that's different. Instead of backing off and holding on to a one goal game like they have been in the past with bonus, they go out and get another one. And of course, it has to be on the power play. And of course, it has to be a deflection. It's Ben. And he gets the enormous insurance marker that's almost as big as that second goal. And that gives the Stars a little bit of breathing room and they can relax a little bit and really kind of shut this game down. Yeah, for sure. That, that and, goal and was. That's... You go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. And that's why this team has been so good in third periods, too. It's because even when we're winning the game, we're not turtling. We're not doing what we did last year. We are playing in the offensive zone. And if nothing else, we're at least killing the time in their zone, if not trying to trying to score goals. So especially after that second goal, you saw the fourth line go out there, take an offensive zone draw, and play the entire shift in their zone. They didn't get a great scoring chance, but they weren't being too scared to pinch on the puck as D-men or play hard on the boards and try and get to the net. I mean, that's a huge difference between this team and the other team. Yeah, and that was the also a high sticking call, by the way. So they really need to stop hitting people in the face with their sticks. Yeah, that's probably one of the biggest problems. <laughs> I, mean. I I loved that that text that you sent to the group chat, uh, James. That was perfect. I was just All like, caps. you know, if they keep if they don't like if they keep their sticks down. Then maybe yeah. this game isn't as bad and, as it is. And every and every single one, every single stars player paid for it. I mean, Marchment had a cut on his face because of it. They whacked Sagan in the side of the neck with with that one. And <laughs> Haskinen apparently didn't even play the first part of the first yeah, unit. He wasn't on. So first... they they all paid for those penalties. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Jamie Ben, just real quick, uh, we got to highlight him again because he's quietly. I didn't even know he was on a point streak. He's on a seven-game point streak. Did y'all know that? Yeah. I had no clue. Absolutely <laughs> zero clue that he was on a seven-game point streak. He has eight points in his last seven games, and he has 16 power play points this season, which that has been a huge part of his offense, which, hey, that's great. Fine. Whatever. You're not a, you're not a first-line guy anymore. You're a second-line guy. You're contributing on the power play, and that's the most he's had since the 17-18 season. So a good three, four, five years ago, however long that was. So again, Jamie Benn, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, after that, Sagan, he gets gifted a goal. He gets the empty net goal, puts Dallas up four to one. Walker appears to get a rebound goal. And then just to kind of make things even worse for Minnesota and go, hey, hey, nanny, boo, boo, it's offside. So it doesn't count. I feel yeah. bad for Walker a little bit. Here, I, don't. I don't. I do. I do. I don't. It, it's his second game in the NHL. His first goal in the NHL doesn't even really count because it's an empty net goal. And then he finally gets his actual real goal, and then it's offside. He, he actually was actually 
one of the best Minnesota Wild players tonight, in my opinion. But he's playing on the wrong team, so he sucks. I don't feel bad for him. Sorry. Yeah. Just like Flurry. Yeah. Oh no, I like Flurry. Yeah, no matter what. No matter. <laughs> yep. As long as we beat him. So that ends the game. I wrote, what a game. This is really going to sting for Minnesota. And both teams played really well. Dallas was the better team for a good chunk of this game. There were some spurts where they gave up some odd man rushes. But other than that, there's nothing to complain about with this game and this team right now. I mean, it's all cylinders are clicking right now. Yeah. Uh, Three win streak right now, and we're going to play one of the worst teams in the league. We're the best team at taking care of business against these bad teams, so let's do it again on New Year's Eve and party after that. I'm I'm just really excited, guys. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. This, this is a game where you get your hopes up for sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and especially just the way they played. They they played yeah. a playoff style game tonight, and I guess Pete DeBoer was the answer all along along with some of the pieces that came in this offseason. And the fact that, yeah, you know, they've they've been able to have the defensive part of their game ever since uh, Ken Hitchcock came here for uh, Stint 2.0, and then it continued with Monty and obviously with Bonus after that. But there is absolutely nothing you can look at this team with right now and say, I'm really disappointed. Yeah, There's nothing. I mean... Especially with the last two games, we beat both of our like kryptonite goaltenders, Saros and then Flurry. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then we're not even mentioning like the fact that Robertson has been very quiet lately when it comes to goal scoring. He's still putting up points with assists and stuff, but that's without our arguably our Hart Trophy nominee playing up to his best like he was during that 18 game point streak. This is without, ah, uh, oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Just completely dropped this is without my mind. the first line I scoring. I mean, the first line didn't score a goal tonight, and we scored four goals. I mean, if that didn't happen in the three previous years, we didn't win the game. We lost. It didn't matter how good we played, we would have lost the game because the first line didn't score. First line doesn't score, we still win the game. That is huge for this team. Having a true bona fide second line that scores consistently in the Ben Johnson Marchment line is amazing. Well, anything else? I think that's it guys. Oh no. Biggest well, winner, I guess we got to do our, loser. we got to do our biggest winner, biggest loser. Chris already gave his at the very beginning with Jamie Ben, but Jamie Ben, he's amazing. I love him. And he got a really nice beard and I think he looks good. James. All right. My biggest winner is White Johnston. Oh. Uh, I think he had, he had a goal and assist and went like 67 on the faceoff dot. He also moves into tied for goals in rookies, which is insane because he rocketed all the way up that in the last five games, four goals in five <laughs> games. He's insane. Sneaking into the Calder talks for sure. He And he's really starting to do it. He's he's a second line guy now. He's a top six forward for this team. I, I, don't, I don't think you can't argue that anymore. And he's elevated that line. Jamie Benn has also helped. But Johnson is the one that has really elevated that line as the second line for the stars. So mm-hmm. since James, uh, James took mine, James took mine, I- I'll give it to Nils Lundqvist tonight. He had an excellent game. He's very slowly starting to climb up with time on ice. He's starting to get the trust of his coach more. This is exactly what we were hoping for. 
we we weren't expecting yep. this from Mills Lundquist, but we were hoping for this to for him exactly. to play with Miro, and it allows Miro to be like lights out the way that he's been, especially on that left side. So I'll give it to Lundquist. Loser, right. losers for tonight. My biggest loser is the little piece of metal between the glass because uh, I don't know <laughs> the, the partition that was bad. My biggest loser are the fans in Minnesota because we absolutely dominated them. They cried like babies at every single penalty. Suck it. (laughs) Yeah, and apparently every single icing was wrong. Yes, every icing was wrong. Icing doesn't count for the Minnesota Wild. But but like like they would have won that face-off anyway. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't have. (laughs) One of the first thoughts I had at the end of the game, you know, as – Josh Bogorod was wrapping it up. I'm like, I'm going to go to Twitter later and I'm going to see a lot of Minnesota wild fans really hacked off at the officiating for tonight's game. That was one of my first thoughts. And I was like, they have nothing to be hacked off about. So, um, I guess my biggest loser tonight is Walker sucks for him. Oh, poor guy. I know. I mean, and it's not for the fact that he had a bad game. Cause he was one of the, like, uh, who said it? Was it Chris? Was it you said that Walker was one of the most noticeable ones? Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the most noticeable ones. And it's not for a fact that he played a bad game. He just, he's not allowed to score an actual goal, I guess. (laughs) Just like Glenn Denning. So, and, and just, just before we let out honorary biggest loser to the Toronto Maple Leafs for losing to the Coyotes. I know. Six to three. They got swept in the series. They got revenge for us losing to them twice. I'll take that. Oh, and one thing we didn't mention tonight. With that, the Stars are the best in the West. That's true. They move into a tie for Vegas with the game in hand. They are the best team in the Western Conference. There's so many things to be happy about right now. I'm I, I, I just can't help but like sit here and smile. I'm I'm just happy this is like we're a, winning the cup. But that's like <laughs> screw all the Christmas presents we got. This is the greatest greatest Christmas present ever, <laughs> and it's not even over yet. The season's not even over. So the. I'm just going to stop here before I get any more preachy here. But anything else, guys, before we wrap it up? Go take care of business against the Sharks. They suck. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I hope they come out with a lot more pep in their step than they did the last time they played the San Jose Sharks. I, I hope and, they're looking for revenge. They always do on New Year's Eve, too. That That's a Dallas Stars thing is winning on New Year's Eve. They'll take care of it. Yeah, they normally play really well on New Year's Eve, so we'll be looking forward to that. Anyways, guys, thank you all for listening. Go and check out sarcasticremarkshop.com. Yes, there's bath mats. No, there's no shower curtains. No, there is no fancy little uh, foot charcoal toothbrush coming. Tar- charcoal toothpaste coming soon. No, we're not gonna even put close. little D- Dallas Stars remark sparkles in it. No, 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 nice. not even close. And then also go ahead and check out sarcasticremarks dot com our website we're gonna update that blog here soon i swear i'm gonna get to it guys every time i have an idea and i'm like oh i'm gonna do it and then i get distracted with other things but yeah it is what it is please consider leaving us a comment a subscribe button thingy and then all sorts of other things that you have to do to support us we'd appreciate it and along with chris and james my name is ryan we will catch you guys on the flip side we will be back with you guys on New Year's Eve, and we hope that the Stars will pull out the win. Chris, take us out. G-G boys, let's go three in a row.